Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis. This week's episode is about the China Hash House Harriers. Now, right off the bat, you may have noticed their name is the China Hash House Harriers, even though that's the name. They're situated here in Taipei, Taiwan, but keeping the name China Hash has become a point of tradition and pride. All the other good Taipei-centric names are probably already taken anyway. Now, my dad was introduced to the hash back in the early 2000s after taking up running to get back into shape. He took me on my first hash run when I was 11 or 12 years old. When I moved back to Taiwan, I got back into running with the hash. In this episode, that is near and dear to my heart, I interview the former Grand Master of the China Hash, Paul Hannon. I'll be using quotes from that interview to help introduce the China Hash to you. Let's start it up. <laughs> Welcome to the 2,217th running of the China Hash House. That was Paul starting off the post-run down downs at a recent run in Yaming Sam. Let's cover what a down down is,、uh, along with other helpful background information about the hash. So a hash run is based on the old game of harriers from England. What happens is hares have a trail prepared, and they run the trail 15 minutes ahead of the harriers, the hounds, with flour, and they throw flour every 10, 15 meters. It's all very simple. You follow that flower, but occasionally you're going to come to a check, which means there's no more flower for a hundred meters. The pack will spread out, try to find the flower, and when they do, they'll shout "on on," which means "come this way, follow us." And we follow the hares all the way to the finish, the run, and then after the run, we have what's called down downs. Down downs in some hashes are called religion. It's where the grandmaster and other hashers will insult. Uh, make fun of and talk about the run and talk about hashers and all the stupid stuff they've done over the week.、Um, after down downs, then we will go for a bash, which is a meal and drinking and more stupidity. So the China hash goes once a week, correct? Yes, once every Sunday for forty-one years now.、It、has never missed a Sunday. We've never missed Sunday. Rain, hail, snow, Japanese occupation. We run. The Hash House Harriers is a worldwide organization that was started in Malaysia. Its clubs, known as its kennels, dot the globe. When hashers travel, they can always reach out to the hash at their location and feel welcomed. This is the sentiment shared by fellow China Hash member David Gavin when I asked him what the China Hash meant to him. I've been doing the hash for almost five years now, and you know, it, it really does mean a lot to me. It's、uh, one of the reasons why I think it's one of the big reasons why I've decided to stay in Taiwan as long as I have. Um, it's just a really fun organization. It's a great way to, to to meet a lot of cool and interesting people from all over the world. And I've not only done it here in Taiwan, but I've also done this in other parts of the world as well. And it's always great to have something.、Uh, no matter where you go, you can connect with people wherever you are on these kind of strange and.、Um, Yeah, these these sort of strange rituals and traditions that we have for 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 the hash. Paul also had a similar take.、Uh, in these travels, do you get a sense of like an international community when you go? Yeah, that's that's one of the great things about the hash. Once you join as a first time runner, we tell you, you know, you are now a hasher, 
and your mother hash is China hash, but you're part of an international family, and it really is a family. Um, anytime I travel, I will post in the local hash group and say, look, I'm a hasher from Taiwan. I'm going to be in whatever country for two weeks. Anyone got a place to stay? Can show me around, give me a lift from the airport. And it's always taken care of. You just never have to worry about it. The people, other hashers will take care of you. So once you're a hasher, you have an international family, places stay all over the world. And Chris Linton, the freshly elected GM of the China Hash for 2018, shares what the hash means to him and a lot of other people running with the hash. A lot of people like to run every now and again, and they try to get into running. And a lot of people struggle with it because they don't have like that feeling where they're just like, oh, I gotta go out for a run again. I gotta do this thing where I'm running, and like that's the best part about hash is like you come here and you have friends. So you have people like even your first time running, your second time running, you're making friends, you're making people, you're meeting people that like you wouldn't get to meet before, like expanding your circle. So you come here and here. And now it's just like something I look forward to every Sunday, no matter what. I have a rough week where, like you know, maybe I didn't run as much as I wanted to run, and because I've came to China Hash, it's like it kind of just reinvigorates you every time. So like China Hash to me means like it's kind of something where you kind of go back to the roots about like what running's all about. It's like being with people, kind of seeing beautiful parts of a place you've never been to before, and so it really just kind of you know it's like a good wholesome experience. <laughs> I wouldn't really say wholesome, but okay. <laughs> there's there's the aspect that's not so wholesome, but when you're like when you're talking about like the true part of hash, it's you know running on beautiful trails, seeing places you've never seen before, um, and that's kind of what makes or breaks your time here. A lot of hashers go to multiple hash runs each week, even. Each city or country doesn't just have a single hash. Far from it, actually. Just here in Taiwan, there are plenty of hashes to run with. Have you been to any other hashes in Taiwan? Uh, yeah, in Taiwan,、uh, there's a lot of hashes in Taiwan. I've ran TNT, which runs every second Friday, Metro Hash, which is night run every Wednesday night, Bear Hash, which is every single Saturday, Taipei Hash, which is men only, and it's every Saturday, Shinju Hash, which is last Saturday of every month in Shinju, and Birthday Hash, of course. There, you know, I'm gonna insult someone by forgetting their hash, but I've ran all of the Taipei hashes. Including the women's only Formosa hash, but I haven't run every hash on the island yet.、No. Each hash has a different feel to it, a different culture. Paul makes that point when I ask him to make a sweeping generalization. How would you categorize the culture of the hash? It's interesting because there's so many hashes all over the world. I think each hash has its own individual culture. I can really only speak for China hash. I would say our culture is hardcore. We believe we're the best. We believe. We go further, harder, faster than any other hash. We're very old school in our down downs. There's a lot of modern stuff that's been introduced to hashing, like singing and stuff. We don't really do that. We run, we insult each other, and we get drunk, and and that's the fundamentals. To put China hash culture in context, the new Taipei hash house harriers, or Xinbei Jiatu in Chinese, pride themselves on inclusivity, laying down runs that walkers and children can also enjoy. They also conduct their down downs in Chinese, which is different from the English-speaking China hash. So, how does one get involved in the hash? Some are indoctrinated at an early age, such as myself. Others get involved by being invited by a friend. In Paul's case, it was because he sucked at Chinese. So, how did you get involved with the China hash house harriers? 
Uh, that's quite a funny story, actually. Um, I started running mainly to get fit, and I read some books and felt ultra-motivated. Worked my way up to, like, 5K, 10K, and then I accidentally signed up for the Solomon Run in Yamingshan, which was a trail run, and I realized I had never done any trail running. I accidentally signed up because it was in Chinese and Wakambudong, and then I realized I had to run up mountains, so I googled trail running Taiwan and I found a post about China Hash and, and when was this what year this was 2014 towards the end of 2014 yeah okay so what did you think of the hash initially when you first went it was like I had joined a cult the strangest thing so first of all you show up it was a bus run that day we showed up at Zhangxiao Fuxing I can see in the distance, I'm super shy, so in the distance I see loads of runners, like, and I'm like, I wonder, is that them, is that them? I slowly go over to them, and straight away they're like, oh, are you here for the hash? And everyone's super friendly, and we get on this bus, and it's crazy, people are singing and drinking and dancing, like, what's going on here? I thought I was here for some exercise. We get to the run start, we run, I get my chalk talk from the GM at the time, which was Teen Wolf follow the trail, think, oh, my God, I'm going to do so great. I'm going to do awesome, and then come, like, dead last. Uh, when I get back, I, I expect, okay, we're going to go home. That's it. But then, like, Lara Crotch and Lincoln Z. Hole were talking to me in this river, and they're like, no, no, there's so much more to it. They say, just come sit on the grass over here, and then down, down, start, and that's when it gets weird. From that first run, the weirdness didn't stop for Paul. He stuck with the hash and became the GM in its 42nd year of being. How did he go from wide-eyed newbie runner to GM of the China Hash? How did he earn that job? How did you become GM? Um, I guess the story of how I became GM was I was unwillingly coerced, uh, and they just made me GM against my wishes. But yeah, It sounds like it's a job that not many people want. Uh, yeah, generally it's expected that if you want to do it, you're probably not good for it. Yeah, sounds about right. Being GM of a hash is a stressful, thankless job. I think you have to be a special kind of stupid to take the job, and a special kind of crazy to do the job well. And I think Paul did pretty well this year. Here's Paul looking back at his year as GM. I think we did a good job. Uh, I hope we did a good job. I think there was a lot of expectation on on my year when I started. Um, I hope I've lived up to it. This year we've had... Some crazy runs, definitely. We've made some crazy memories. We had, I think, a very successful Down Island, which is the, it's kind of the mantelpiece, the the showpiece of any GM is their Down Island. Our Down Island was bigger, crazier, and more extreme than most Down Islands I've attended. And yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud, to be honest, of what we've done this year. Yeah. What was the hardest part about being GM? Uh, the hardest part was Monday. <laughs> every every single Monday, being hungover, being tired, having no voice. Um, I have a great boss who took care of me and put up with me on Mondays. Um, other than that, it's just keeping the motivation up 52 weeks. You know, like, eventually you start feeling tired of it. And I feel now maybe I'm not as excited every Sunday as I was at the start. And I think that maybe translates into less enthusiasm at Down Downs. What do you think you're going to miss about being GM? I'm going to miss the raison d'etre. Is, is that how you say it? I have no clue what you're trying to say. <laughs> the reason to be, you know, the reason to get out of bed in the morning. Because it is, 
for me anyway, it's been a full-time job. I've been updating the website during the week, doing Photoshop promotion. I've been helping with the Trailmaster, the Hashcash, working closely. And it, it takes up more time than my actual paying job. What did other people think? Here's David Gavin and Chris Linton again with their takes on Paul's year. Yeah, it was pretty good overall. Uh, you know, obviously down downs were quite entertaining pretty much almost every time that, that he was around. So feel like he, he really kind of reinvigorated uh, the, the down down aspect of, uh, of, of the hash for this year. Uh, Paul's brought it next level in a few ways. Like you can look at a few other um, hashes around Asia in general, and you look at like, the website, for example, and it's just like, oh, this just seems like a, just like a small kind of tiny get together kind of thing, and it's just you know a couple of random people do this, but you know, even come to like the Chan Hash website, you're like, wow, shit's down pat. Like this looks really good, and he's kind of like brought it full circle or all together in a lot of different ways, where like his. His GM style has been bringing people together, being really excited during down downs, really bringing energy. But then he's gone like above and beyond. And then on the other aspect of that is just like um, doing all the behind the scenes stuff, making people feel welcome, but also yeah, making stuff look good on our Facebook page, making stuff look good on our website. And it's just kind of been like a full circle experience where I can tell like he. He's one of the people that gives like a care. And lastly, to wrap up this episode, I asked Paul to share a story from this year that captures the essence of the Jenna Hash. Yeah, I guess what springs to mind immediately is our Down Island this year, uh, which we held in Pooley. On the Saturday run, we had um, uh, Peter from Taiwan Beast Runners, which is an excellent organization. They do great marathons around Taiwan. He was the hare. And he led us on an absolutely beautiful 12-kilometer run over the ridges of Puli with the most amazing views of the lakes. Um, The run was a bit of a disaster from start to finish from an organization point of view because, first of all, our buses, which were meant to transport beer and people, could not go to the run finish. So straight away I couldn't run. I had to move logistically the beer to the run finish and stuff. When we got to the run finish with the beer and everything... We start waiting for runners to come back, and it starts getting a little bit dark. Most runners are back, but we realize like three or four are still out there on the mountains. And um, it's kind of a terrifying thing when you're responsible for these people. Um, Peter and I went on a rescue mission to go get them, which involved uh, Peter, who's much tougher and more hardcore than me, climbing up cliffs, trying to get to the girls. Eventually, we had help from the Pooley Fire Department with ropes and stuff. How many girls were missing? Uh, So we had two girls who had fallen off a ridge, fallen down a cliff, and rather stupidly uh, kept moving. So they were in deep jungle, and it was really hard to get to. And we had one Vietnamese visitor who uh, had found a nice kitchen uh, somewhere on the top of the mountain, some like farmer's shack, and she just stopped running and just sat there waiting for us to rescue. When we did find her, she was just cooking. Um, we could have left her there, actually. That would have been fine. Um, but I think what, what I'm trying to get to is, like, for the China Hash Spirit, the run was hardcore. The organization was terrible. People were pushed to their very limit and got stranded up there. But the China Hash Spirit, everything kept moving. Okay, so the run still happened. While I wasn't able to do down-downs because I was rescuing, other people did down-downs. And they're still having fun while we're rescuing people. 
And we don't stop until those people are rescued. Everyone comes home in 40 years. We're very proud that we've, no one's really suffered any massive injuries or, thank God, touchwood fatalities on China Hash. We always rescue. We always make sure we get people back. And the show always goes on, no matter what is going on with our personal lives. Or We always have a run every Sunday. That was great, man. And uh, oh, I'm sorry. What is uh, what is your hash name? Um, it's a sore subject. My hash name originally, uh, which was named, I was named in 2014 by Slabo Tamer, was uh, Ding Budong, based on Ting Budong because my Chinese was so so bad. Uh, this year, I did need a Sunday off the hash, and so I faked not my death, but I faked I was leaving Taiwan and got someone else to replace me. Uh, as punishment for that, I was renamed to Big John, which for reasons I won't get into is quite derogatory. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. If you'd like more information on the China Hash, find their website or Facebook page online. I encourage you to check out the other hashes as well and find one that works for you. And if this doesn't sound like your cup of tea, I encourage you anyway to go and check out the beautiful trails that crisscross this island. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis.